0: what's up guys we are live the number one podcast i am your host coach jake hope you guys are doing good today what's up bobby stroop happy to see you welcome to the show nick lacy got rish bacher pass the juice fumpa stephen LeBarnes, vet musselman joined what's up daniel cole c cottie uh, i want to talk today about Persistence, persistence, right? There's a uh, what's up Q the grappler. Persistence, super duper important, right? So um, there's a great thing that I used to remember uh, that that helps me remember about it. I think it's um, I think it's attributed to Calvin Coolidge. Somebody could fact check me on that. I don't know, uh, but it's uh, hey, yeah, what's up, Coach? Pass the juice. Good to see you. Um, all trades, LTD, dude, you see, I got, well, it's kind of covered. You can see the mic there, gotta move the mic, but, um, yeah, persistence. Calvin Coolidge said persistence prevails where all else fails. Persistence prevails where all else fails. So, um, I think that persistence is the key to all success, right? So think about something what is something that you've persisted on for years and years and years, right? Anything that you persist on, you end up hopefully getting better than when you started because you have persisted or what if you persisted on getting your way on something, right? That's likely after a while to break and you're going to be getting what you want, right? So I wanted to talk about persistence. Now it, I'm a word guy. I love the idea. Have you guys you guys, under, know what uh, etymology is? I bring it up all the time. And it's because I have an English degree. I learned about it as an undergrad. It was actually, I think, probably the most valuable thing I learned uh, at the University of Colorado Boulder as an English uh, major. And uh, etymology is not just the definition of the word. It's the history of the meaning of a word, which can be very fascinating. I do also like um, etymology because it does break things down linguistically. And you start to understand things in a different way, like war. The word war originally comes from the Proto-Germanic word Wera, W-E-R-R-A, which means confusion, right? So war, a confusion, there's a connection between confusion and war. Like there's a, a disagreement, like people are confused about what what is right, or what are property rights, that kind of thing? What is up, uh, D. Mirani, Shinobi Twist, happy to see you guys. Thanks for joining in. So, uh, persistence from um, the online etymological dictionary says that it's from the 1540s. So, talk about a word that's persisted. Persistence has been around since uh, documented, at least since the 1540s. Steady or firm adherence to, or continuance in a state course of action or pursuit that has been entered upon especially if more or less obstinate okay so maybe maybe another term for it is stubborn so you know has anybody ever said that you're stubborn by the way guys if you want to uh get in on the conversation just hit me up in the chat that is the easiest way i will uh what's up cholo bolo i will uh Basically, read what you say and try to respond, or it maybe doesn't have a response. Maybe it's just a comment. Maybe you like my hat. What do you guys think? You like my new brand? This is my brand I'm building. Number one, right? I like it because it's about it's actually double meaning, going from no one to number one, right? Like that's the whole point that I, I made our uh, our belt, the number one belt. That's the absolute for the number one best guy. Um, yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, Persistence. Persistence prevails where all else fails, right? So, what have you persisted on? I can tell you what I persisted on, right? So, clearly, uh, my mom put me in peewee wrestling and had to be, I think I was four or five. So, we're talking 1977 or 1978. So, I have persisted in my study of wrestling and martial arts since the late 70s. I'm going to be 49 in like two weeks. So pretty much like 45 years that I have been learning about the sport and the martial art of wrestling and just martial arts in general, but really with an emphasis on wrestling and grappling in particular, like a lot of my, most of my adult life, I have persisted in the study of submission. Now <clears throat> I have focused on catch as catch can, Uh, wrestling because in terms of grappling literacy it is a very very deep well i mean there is so much to learn i don't know even if and i've done a lot of work i don't know if one lifetime is enough to really get it all right so i think that's why sometimes you see like second generation wrestlers uh because it's already institutionalized in the family if they get the bug they really could go super far with it right because You may not be able to get it all in one one lifetime, just warning you. Um, But what about business, right? Like um, one in, uh, I think it's 50% of all businesses fail in the first five years. Do you know why? Do you know why, what the number one reason that they cite, that these failed businesses cite, why they fail? Do you know? Number well, number one is that they uh, undercapitalized. Okay, that's that's kind of a, just a, a fancy way of uh, what's up, Marco? What's up, Boren Khan Giataku? I don't know. I don't know how to say all this stuff. Uh, Simakali Quizan. K- uh, Good to see you guys. So uh, the number one is, is reason why a small business fails is undercapitalization. What does that mean? i um, to be undercapitalized. Nomar, dude. Oh my God, dude. So, Nomar, you're going to be stoked. I am now doing a podcast. I'm trying to do it every day. Nomar goes all the way back to my. uh No, it's not stupid, dude. It's cool. I like it. I mean, dude, Nomar, you've been listening to me on my old radio show when I was out of Utah, dude. That is crazy. I'm so happy to see you. That's like 10 years ago. Um, Uh, But undercapitalized, most businesses are undercapitalized. But what does that mean? It can mean one of two things. They weren't able to get enough debt to continue, which is the least optimal path of being capitalized or generating enough sales, right? And it kind of goes in tandem with the number two reason, and that is just lack of demand for the product. Okay. So, how do you engineer demand? How do you create demand for your product? Yeah, but so Nomar more uh, in the uh, chat on Instagram is uh, I was the only guy calling from Puerto Rico. Yeah, dude, that was back in the day. Are you I'm assuming you're still in Puerto Rico? I don't know. man. the real estate in Puerto Rico is blown up, dude. You find me a good deal, man. Let me know. I might have to buy a big chunk of land. I like, like to buy a couple acres uh, by the ocean, but that shit's getting gobbled up quick. Puerto Rico is hot right now um so so how do you create demand let's let's talk about this so oh you moved back to new york okay are you in the city or where are you at are you like in the bronx or uh staten island i don't know where you are um anyway we're talking okay so let's say that you want to have persistence as a business okay It needs to be sustainable. You have to have Washington Heights. Okay, cool, man. Good, good. Glad to see you back in the U S. Uh, so you need to have a sustainable business. Okay. If it's going to persist past the five years that 50% of businesses fail at. Okay. I've had multiple businesses fail. I've had multiple businesses succeed though. So, you know, sometimes you. Got to throw it out there. And you don't know. Now, there's smarter. Like, I've gotten smarter as I've gotten older. So I don't invest as much until I figure out if something's going to go, right? In software, they call this idea vaporware or, or creating a MVP, a minimum viable product is kind of the new buzzword. Um, but, you know, if you're going to persist, you've got to promote, right? So when I, when I, let's bring it back to scientific wrestling for a second. You know, my mission that hopefully you guys, I've been drumming this in your head If You've got to memorize like I do. My mission is get every man, woman and child uh, involved and in improving their lives uh, through scientific wrestling, through the sport of catch, Catch Can as either a fan, coach, promoter or athlete. And um, the key to all of that, honestly, is promotion. Is promoting, making people aware of the service or the product or the thing like catch catch can, like scientific wrestling. So that is really, honestly, what I spend a lot of my time doing. Now, there's different ways to do it, right? Now you have to be wise to some of this because, um, you know, perception is not reality. There's people who've told me that, and they're fucking creeps. Typically, perception is not reality. Okay, so because I dress in a suit and take pictures on Instagram with my Lambo doesn't mean I have a fucking uh, fat fucking stack of cash in my bank account. Fair, right? The perception is not reality. So you can see these groups out there. They have, you know, let's say you find somebody, and they have a social media or an Instagram with hundreds of thousands. You don't know if they bought that because there are ways to do that kind of stuff. Usually the way you could tell. So if you go find somebody and they've got some huge following, go see like when they post something, what's the engagement? How many people actually click on it? They might have somewhere they only get thirty or forty, but if as long as they've got a big group and people are banging on that, like they're, they're getting a thousand hits, uh, like likes on a post, now you know that the the that's a page where maybe they bought some of the people, maybe. But at least they're in there, and it's not just a perception uh, hustle, right? (laughs) Where they're trying to scam you and and hope that you don't look them up on the internet type of bullshit, right? Now, the number one way that you're going to be successful, and this is no matter what you do, okay? Like, this is something Billy Billy Robinson and I used to talk about all the time. There were a lot of really amazing grapplers that nobody ever heard of. Just maybe like the people who are nerds and historians heard about it. But then there's other guys, like maybe somebody like Frank Gotch, or Carl Gotch, or Lou Thez. Everybody heard about them. Are they the best? They're very, very, they were really, really good. Really good. But maybe there is like some guy nobody ever heard of could kick his ass. Okay. I mean, there was a time when nobody heard of Sakuraba. people were like, oh, who, what? And he just got out on the biggest stages and performed and did some really amazing things, right? So, so we only know of Sakuraba because of the promoters of pride and, and UFC, right? Because. He really showed up with that Marcus Silveria, uh situation with the UFC back in, God, what year was that? 97? I remember I saw that, it was mind blowing. I was like, what is this? That was when Sakuraba first popped on my radar. And so between 97 and 2003, it took me about five years to get my bearings as to what was going on, do the research, figure it out. I mean, the the internet was in its infancy. You couldn't research stuff the way you can today. There was no like YouTube. There was no social media. You couldn't connect with people in that the way that you do today um, to find information. So anyway, persistence. So for example, scientific wrestling. Nineteen ninety-seven was the first time I was like, I need to figure out what just happened there. <laughs> what well, a pro? A guy claiming to be a pro wrestler just beat a black belt in jujitsu in an MMA fight, and he was outweighed by like forty pounds what that was mind-blowing to me i don't know if, if any did any of you guys see that fight live uh with stalker robin that was like mind-blowing and then 98 99 2000 2001 he's just like on a tear it was over at that point and that only cemented what's up punchy facey what's up mosh pit 516 chris nova kane casper malton Bosler, you're a Jan. I don't know how to say it. Sorry, I know I'm butchering some of these names. Uh anyway, that was fantastic. But it's about persisting. Okay. Now, if uh, let's take this to to business, okay. So if have you ever met a really persistent salesperson? What's up, punchy facey? Happy to see you. L Kid, good to see you. Have you ever met a really persistent um Salesperson, some people don't like persistent salespeople, but guess what, they make a lot of money because they persist, right? They don't care. They're like, I don't care if you like me, I'm going to sell you this product. Fair? That kind of person super duper valuable. What's up Marco, Scientific Wrestling Canada in the house. So we are talking about the role of persistence in success. Okay? It takes a long time. So, for example, I started in '97 really having any kind of awareness of catch wrestling. '97 was kind of like, what, 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 what is this? Oh, cool. Scientific Wrestling Canada is in San Diego. This weekend is the uh, Scientific Wrestling Accelerator Camp in San Diego at the Arena MMA. Uh, You guys, I've got one spot left. You got to go to coachingcatch.com. Coaching. Hopefully you can spell that, C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G, catch, dot com. One spot, last spot, and then we are packed, okay? So um, get out there. It's always a mind blower. It's going to be me and Sam. We're going to have a great time. Uh, Sam and I are working on a, a pretty neat overhaul of the system. I just had this massive flash of, like, how I want to restructure the uh, coaching certifications going forward. Trust me on this. This will blow up and completely uh, disrupt the modern no-gi grappling, scene. the way that I'm going to approach this. And of course, like all my shit, I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of people copying me, a lot of people not giving me credit. And even worse, the people who copy me don't give me credit and then talk shit, yet I'm the one putting food on their table. Dude, That's here's the thing, dude. If you're going to persist, in business, in grappling and whatever, you're going to have to just deal with that shit. That shit's happened to me my whole life. Okay. Cause I've been, I am a very driven person. I'm a very creative person. And so the good news is this. Okay. So I have people rip me off all the time. All the time. I don't even care at this point because honestly, it, it, it I think it's important because I'm more in, interested in creating than getting the credit. Okay. It would be nice if these people would at least give me some sort of recognition. If I'm putting food on your fucking table with one of my ideas, that would be nice, but doesn't matter. I'm happy that, that, you know, I've, uh, allowed somebody to do something that they like and make a living at it. That's, that's still positive for me, even though it'd be nice if I could buy steak dinner with it, (laughs) you know what I mean? So, uh, I mean, look at, look at the mace. I mean, I created a whole freaking industry. There's entire companies making millions of dollars, selling these, selling training on it. Wouldn't exist if I got hit by a bus. It just wouldn't have. Not in the, not in the way that it's happening now. It wouldn't have. I'm just saying. Um, the same with the rest, uh, catch wrestling community. Um, and I'm glad. I am so glad because that is my mission. Is to get everybody engaged. I'm not saying everybody has to come through what I'm doing. I want everybody engaged with it because its it's been a passion of mine. It's probably my life purpose. I'm reconciling myself to that. And I had a massive burden put onto me, uh, gratefully so by Billy Robinson and Carl Gotch to do it. So, um, anyway, you have to persist besides, despite people stealing from you, people disparaging you people, um, you know, all that kind of stuff persist. So, you know, the great thing is, is that you just don't, you have to focus on your fans, right? Like, like I'm doing now. What's up, uh, Save Deers, Phil, MCNT, Pipey Bomb, Quib. <laughs> well, I mean, it is what it is, right? So, um, now, uh, Mosh Pit, just got to keep your receipts, video footage, and stamps. I mean, it, they're all out there, dude. It's all, that's the great thing is I've documented everything. So, um, people know. And again, I don't begrudge people. I mean, I, not everybody is creative. It's just true. Like, not everybody is seven foot tall and can play basketball. Not everybody is built like a championship shot putter. Not everybody um, can be Elon Musk, right? Like, it's just everybody's got different skills. So I don't, I, you know, I tend to be just super duper driven and super creative. That has a big reason. And I'm a very non conforming person. So that has driven me to be a disruptor and to be an entrepreneur. And so um, anyway, it, it just comes with the territory. But the thing is, is if you persist through all the bullshit, what happens is everybody fades off, right? So let's let's look at, um, at the wrestling thing. I can't tell you how many of the people have like come at me hard and then they just fade away because they don't have the persistence, they don't have the drive, they don't have the creativity. Because it becomes obvious. Like, I mean, I've had people exact like steal my the exact names and logos, and I don't even give a fuck. I might like, take it. Just you're not even worth it, dude. You're such a fucking piece of trash. Take it and just leave me the fuck alone, so I could continue to blow this shit up. Now, has anybody has anybody here read uh, the Fountainhead by Ayn Rand? She's super controversial. I'm actually not a huge fan of Atlas Shrugged. It's got some good shit, but it's pretty boring. But the fountainhead was a great book has anybody read that what's up rome's world 18 good to see you man great book i highly recommend it don't get the movie you got to read the book she gets a little uh she pontificates a lot (laughs) okay so you know sometimes it's like listen to a long-winded pro wrestling promo people don't talk that way but great it's a great story uh the fountainhead and i really identify with the character uh of howard roark sometimes because but what what I don't like about Howard Rourke as a character is all these second-handers is what um, Ayn Rand calls it. Poach his ideas, poach his clients, poach. They can't do a fucking original thing if they tried, and they can't pull it off and make it work. So they rip him off, and he's an architect, and he builds this giant building, and they kind of screw him out of the building. So he bombs it like a terrorist. It's pretty crazy. This is in the 40s, right, when this book came out. Uh, It was before Alice Shrugged. So this is the book that kind of put Ayn Rand really on the map. And then Alice Shrugged. I think Alice Shrugged was like the second bestseller after the Bible. That might have changed now with like Harry Potter and all that shit. But um, it's a super influential book, super influential author. Uh, She's not without her problems. I'm not a Randroid by any uh, stretch of the imagination. But, you know, I'm not one of those people that throws the baby out with the bathwater. There's some interesting stuff. in, in everything right even every religion every political system every person there's something to learn um so persistence oh what's nomar saying they would have banned her book for that <laughs> today May i i don't know man so weird how intolerant everybody is now i don't even understand that i mean intolerance really just shifts it's just what are people tolerant about or intolerant yeah, narratives. I mean, so that's the big thing, right? Like, um, I don't know if you guys know who DARPA is—the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. They do all the James Bond mind control shit. They're crazy, uh, high, high technology stuff nobody knows about yet. But they had some job racks for uh, figuring out how to use social media for putting out narrative networks. And so I think that's mainly how we see, like, something as stupid as all the COVID lockdown. Stuff I did a whole show yesterday talking about small businesses and the backbone backbone of the United States economy, and they got totally nuked because people listened to this dumb narrative of uh, with a ninety nine percent survival rate, shut off the planet, inject everybody with an experimental fucking injection. Crazy, right? But I think that's because of the narratives. I, so I do get what you're what you're talking about there, Nomar. Um, but this is why so for me i have things that like principles and to me principles go hand in hand with persistence okay so for me one of the highest values that i have personal values is the idea of of freedom of options of liberty like being able to do as many different things as i possibly can on the game board uh, as long as it doesn't hurt somebody else, right? As long as I don't defraud anybody, as long as I don't assault or attack anybody or, you know, like, kill or any of that kind of stuff. Like, the, the obvious bad things that, to, to me, it basically has to do with with consent, right? Like, that's, that's what libertarianism is, in my opinion, is uh, a political philosophy based upon consent as the utmost value, the most options, having the most optionality. Okay, so that has persisted all my adult life. Chico Suave, how good was Imanari really? I don't know. I I don't know Imanari. Uh, He's a badass. Uh, Totally impacted the game. Had a huge, massive influence. Was doing leg locks. Early, started at Fujiwara's gym. Started in catch wrestling. You see the connections here a little bit? Catch wrestling persisted since the 1870s, okay? Persistence prevails when all else fails. It made it through all of the post thirties, all the way into, um, until i started again, when, because it, I had to go underground, right? Nobody was really doing anything with it. So uh, Chico Suave, who are some of the best grapplers that you've ever seen? I mean, uh, dude, there's a lot. There's a lot. My problem is, is that I'm I'm an old dude, so it's hard for me to keep up with all the young guys. I re- I rely upon a lot of like my students and and stuff to keep me up on like who's hot now. I like Keenan Cornelius a lot. I think he's a stud. Um, uh, who else? I, who's really new and up and coming? I don't know honestly I don't I don't follow it close enough um, I'm always a fan of Sakuraba of course Josh Barnett Frank Shamrock um, I mean these guys are just freaking legends dude right so uh, nomar Imanari was a guy yeah Imanari rule <laughs> yeah uh, I don't know I can't pronounce his first name but yeah yeah um, on the Instagram if you scroll down I'll try to find it and repost it uh, I have an old interview where he talks about um, he talks about him. Starting out at Fujiwara's dojo, which is very interesting to me, uh, especially given his propensity and his impact in the leglock uh scene, Chico Suave says, "Best legends I should study to get better i mean here's the thing your your number one thing is you need to have fundamentals, right? Why do they call why fundamentals the definition of fundamentals again, the things that persist the most um are the most important parts of the game. So you need to really make sure you have your fundamentals down. So I make sure you go to a guy that has, um, let's see, <laughs> you guys are blowing up my feet here. So Nomar says he, it, he thought it was a sushi reference. No, <laughs> did you get leg locked if you say that too loud? Uh, Keenan has said he's a big fan of catch. Yeah, and I can see it, you know what I mean? There's these guys, and, and uh, Craig Jones is another guy that I think definitely is looking, and I'm going to be honest, Danaher is looking at it. Now he's, fuck it. Try a leg lock. Like, yeah. Okay, dude, we've been doing that since 1870. (laughs) I didn't go look at the footage of Frank Shamrock before the UFC, uh, when he was going against Dan Henderson, got him in a leg lock, like in the nineties, I think that was, um, and, and, you know, they're talking pinning now. So I am glad that people are opening up to grappling literacy. I wish they would, you know, like Keenan actually say, this is a catch wrestling thing. Sambo acknowledges uh, that I have this post documented, that Sambo uh, acknowledges that its leg locks originated with Catch Wrestling. Now, they've innovated, specialized in it, so they have their own things that they've done, which are great, okay? Uh, But started with Catch because it's been around for so long, right? Uh, Let's see, what other comments did I miss? So, yeah, Keenan. Kendo judo, or kendo Jedi, yes, CWO. Oh, you got your DVD? Good, dude. Sorry for the mix-up. You know, sometimes there's communication issues or whatever, but I get them out to you. That, I mean, I, that's something I pre- I've been selling uh, instructionals since, oh, geez 2000, I think 2005 is when I started doing my first instructional sales. And it might have been Fujiwara, I think, in fact. I think it was Submission Master. Um, Chico Suave, I have a really good question for you. Where did I lose my left earbud? I don't know. Did you check up your ass? Because if it's up there, I mean you probably know if it's up there. <laughs> so uh anyway, uh guys, this weekend I'm gonna be in San Diego uh with me and Sam. Luis Ojeda is coming on Sunday. It's gonna be a great camp. It's very full. There's one person uh left, right? <laughs> um so uh <laughs> Jimmy says, my dad says that shit. Dude, I got dad jokes. I'm sorry, that's where I'm at in life. I got three kids, 15, uh, 12, and 10. Dude, my 10, my 12 year old's a giant. Dude, everybody thinks he's like 15. They get pissed at him because he's like 12, so he's got like a 12 year old boy's mentality and maturity, but he's a 15 year old and he's like big. So, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I hope you guys come out. It should be amazing. And so that is this weekend, dude. I got my schedule's always crazy. Like I don't know why it surprises me. But it always surprised me how fucking nuts my schedule is. (laughs) So uh, this weekend, I fly out to San Diego, uh, two days, going to be amazing. Again, one spot left, coachingcatch.com. Get in there, dude. So not only, so when you sign up every other camp after that, two day camp is 250 bucks, (sighs) right? Second, it's the accelerator, the number one feedback I get is that, holy shit, I went to this camp, and the next week I started beating all the guys that used to give me a hard time. That's over 15 years or more now that I've been doing this. That's the number one feedback. Uh, Plus, you're going to get lifetime free membership to Scientific Wrestling, which gives you access to all the, uh, I think it's actually about 80% or 90% of the instructional that we put out. Um, Plus, you get all 77 hours of the UWFI footage yeah, that's on YouTube, but they all rip me off, and it's not HD. Like, this is the original stuff, and you get it, and it's all sequential, everything organized, not some uh, Russian pirate <laughs> ripping everybody off, not giving people their due. Uh, Punchy facey. Yeah, dude, it's going to be fun, man. And plus, you get Sam, you get me, um, and you're going to go back a dangerous human being. So I uh, hope you guys come out. Listen, can't do that one. We're actually doing uh, two weeks later. So, yeah, here's my weekend. Tonight, I still haven't fucking packed and I'm sitting here bullshitting with you. I got to, I got to pack because I got to pack for three different events in like four different days. Fly to San Diego for two days, coach catch, jump on a plane Sunday. I don't come back to Denver. I go to Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City, I've got to uh, do a business development project that I'm doing for a, for a company, a big, um, deal that I'm helping this company with. So two days coaching catch, jam-packed, great MMA gym out at the arena. Guys come out. Then I go to Salt Lake, do a business development uh uh presentation uh to help this company get alignment and boost their sales. Then as it happens to be it's weird timing, but it works out good. Then I'm going camping in the Uintas, which is in Utah. But what's funny is that Monday I'm in there, I finish wrap up at that business. My wife comes down. I drop her at the airport. She flies back for a women's in tech conference speech she has to give. I go camping. and I come back down to Salt Lake, pick her up. Then we go back up to the Uintas. I'm there for three or four days. So this will be the last podcast I do for a couple of days because I'm going to be slammed. Probably won't be back until Thursday or Friday, even of next week. So total camping It's going to be awesome. I haven't gone up there in like eight years. It's going to be amazing. Uh, then I come back my birthday happens on the 22nd which is a friday 49 years old can't believe that shit. that's like unreal i do not feel 48 9 dude i it's the weirdest thing i still feel like i'm in like maybe 30. (laughs) except all my injuries and i get tired and i need to take naps so i guess i do feel old but um i'm still like dude i still i do crazy workouts still um but then on the 23rd and 24th, the days after my birthday, July, right? Coming up like in a couple weeks. weeks, um, the first, so our first affiliate ever is up in Canada, Scientific in Canada, okay? Our first affiliate gym, super proud, so excited for them. But our second, which is our first American uh, affiliate gym, is at V10 Training. Coach Vern uh, Earwood, who's kind of a local legend in the Colorado scene, he's been around for a long time won a bunch of things, uh, mostly focusing on boxing and MMA, which is really where, you know, scientific wrestling fits in, right? We, you have to understand this, like, this is, catch wrestling is less tailored, and this is what I'm trying to do, right? I'm trying to bring it into retail martial arts, but we tend to be a price-fighting oriented system. We don't care what belt color you are, unless it's gold. And then we want to challenge you for it and get people to bet on it so we can make a living and bring that money home to our our family. We don't, you know, so I'm trying to actually bring that to retail martial arts by having this affiliate fight gym. So if you run, let's say, a 10th Planet or you run uh, some Taekwondo Dojo even, you could jump in on the affiliate program to attract, retain, and add revenue streams to your current business, right? So our first one, is in Aurora, which is on the south side of Denver. So on the 23rd and 24th, we're holding a camp there. If you are somebody who's already attended the King of Catch, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not King of Catch. If you're somebody who's attended a coaching catch seminar, the Scientific Wrestling Accelerator, and I got records of everybody, so don't bullshit me, but if you are, you come for free. It's a two day mini camp. It's in the morning in Denver. We're doing this to celebrate and and help uh him. He just moved into this incredible facility. Seriously, it's mind-blowing. It's one of the most beautiful uh MMA gyms I've ever seen. This is um the 23rd, 24th. You can DM me, I will send you the details. It's free for anybody who's come uh to a king or a coaching catch scientific wrestling accelerator camp. Okay. Now, if you haven't and you still want to show up, I think it's like 150 bucks for both days, something like that dm me i will send you the links i will send you all the info if you're in and around denver if you're in nebraska if you're in arizona down in new mexico whatever it might be worth coming up for a weekend you can hang out have a good time sightseeing in denver and then in the morning saturday and sunday grind and we're going to show you a bunch of amazing stuff right what's up way walt drobot g tholin cb scarb smoked provolo, pro, provola show, <laughs> so I can't keep up with all this. Uh, Rob Dent, what's up, dude? Good to see you, man. So, guys, um, persistence, right? That. So, I mean, let's talk about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for a second. They want you to persist for 10 years, typically, I mean, on average. Of course, some people get there quicker than others, but they want you to persist for 10 years before giving you a black belt. Now, what what does that do, right? If you stick to something for 10 years, you are invested. So let's let's do the calculation here. 10 years. 10 years. Times 12 months. So 120 months. Times. And let's say they charge you $140 a month. And my calculator doesn't work. So you get my point. It's like. $15,000 over 10 years, you're invested and you invested all that time. In my opinion, what I'm doing with, with, with our coaching catch cert and with, um, with the affiliate gym program, it's more like a boxing gym. If it takes you 10 years to get good at boxing, dude, you're going to be already past your expiration date. If you, you know, if you start say when you're 25 or 30, 35, especially if you start in your 40s, what I'm trying to do and why I call it an accelerator camp is honestly, I don't believe it takes that long. Okay. I would rather have you come in, teach you everything I freaking possibly can and know. Now I, there are some things that I do believe are important for quality control. So, okay. I will teach you everything I know, but I need you to commit, right? I need your commitment. As a coach, I need to know, you're going to persist even when distractions come when some hot chick wants you to do something else and I'm like no dude i need you you got to fight or you, you know i want you to do this we're we're serious about this so once you commit i'm going to teach you and and again this is i think why we do much better with like mma and fight gyms and boxing gyms it's cuz they're just like well yeah we just need to know the info to win i'm like all right well here you go <laughs> right so I'd love to see you guys. Uh, I'm going to jump off here in a minute. I mean, I, how long have I been going? been going for a minute. All right, guys, I'm going to jump off. I appreciate you guys. Uh, and so go to Coach & Catch. Go to uh, what else, man? What else can you go to? Uh, Scientific Wrestler. Go to Scientific Wrestler. Go to uh, FightingLibrary.com. Go to War, Catch Wrestling. .com. These are all resources, man. I'm putting out stuff. I'm giving the universe. All right. Nomar, peace out, bro. Have a fantastic weekend. Check it all out. Please sign up at Coach and Catch. One spot left. Hope to see you guys in San Diego. And I will see you in like about a week or so. All right. Peace out. Welcome to the No One Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the timeless journey from no one to number one. I'm your host, Jake Shannon.